the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You're listening to The Bruce Hooley Show. Our new time slot, 11 to 1, uh, certainly allows us, I think, more of an opportunity to react to breaking news as it happens. And unfortunately, the breaking news today is awful. Multiple explosions outside Kabul airport include, as victims, American casualties. That is confirmed by John Kirby, Pentagon spokesperson. We don't have a number yet. The initial number was three Marines among those injured. Uh, We've now had multiple news sources saying that uh, the casualties include children and number. I've seen 12. I've seen 13. So it's uh, ugly, and the likely outgrowth of this is that there will be no more passage through any gates to Kabul airport. This will, according to Jennifer Griffin of Fox, their Pentagon um, reporter, expedite Americans' withdrawal from Afghanistan. So if you're an American and you're not at the airport, you're not getting out most likely. That includes the latest number, 1,500 Americans. Tens of thousands of Afghanis. Um, Just heartbreaking. We saw it coming. We feared it coming. Reports last night from multiple Western nations that a terrorist attack was imminent, so at least the intelligence... Uh, Over there is good, and now the fear is that there will be more attacks today. Of course, that is, you know, kind of self-evident given the fact that killing Americans is in a morbid repeat of a term Joe Biden uses all too often, the gold standard for some Islamic extremist. Belgium intelligence last night said there's a threat of a suicide bombing. That is definitely appears to be what took place. Uh, The U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan warned Americans at three gates late Wednesday, leave immediately because there's a security threat. Australia, Britain, New Zealand also advised. Those are our allies, by the way, and they have people there, and they have already been excoriating Joe Biden, and that will continue. America has lost credibility with a list of people um, too long for even for me to even uh, begin to compile right now. When is the last time? The answer is never, because this is the first time that members of British Parliament have excoriated an American president in open session. That's happened. Um, so Britain, our longest-standing ally, has no reason to trust us going forward. No citizen of a Middle Eastern country is going to trust us for the longest period of time, given how many Afghanis are going to be tortured and killed, which is glaringly apparent. Here is H.R. McMaster, former National 
I believe his title is the intelligence director, national intelligence director, uh, under Donald Trump. Here is H.R. McMaster in the aftermath of these explosions today appearing on CNN. Tell us, in your view, the significance of this. This had been the fear. We knew, based on intelligence, that the airport was a target. Now it appears uh, that uh, terror groups or group have been able to carry out an attack. What, in your view, is the effect of this, potential effect of this, on the evacuation operation? Well, I, I hope it has the opposite effect of what mm -hmm. is intended. What the intended effect, I think, is to accelerate our departure and to humiliate us further on the way out after our surrender to a terrorist organization. I hope that the opposite effect it has is really an end of our self-delusion, Jim. Right? Mm -hmm. We keep hearing about, yeah. well, maybe this is a more benign you know, form of the Taliban. You know, maybe there really are, is this bold line you know, between, uh, between uh, the Taliban and al-Qaeda, the Haqqani yeah. network and ISIS-K. I mean, I, you know, Siraj Haqqani, Jim, is in charge of security in Kabul. Mm. He's the number one hostage taker of Americans and the mm. number one mass murderer of Afghan civilians. Those are their two principal tactics that they brought to the jihadist terrorist ecosystem. And they're the bridge between Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, which are completely intertwined organizations. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll end our self-delusion and stop mm -hmm. being and start being serious again, right? I mean, I, I think that what we have done is we have exuded extraordinary weakness and weakness mm -hmm. invites these kinds of attacks. Yeah, so true. We have no word from the White House whether Joe Biden will speak today. Um, if he does, he'll probably come out and talk about COVID or talk about his infrastructure package. Um, amazing. Amazing how bad this has gone. And look, I get that things are said in advance of news events that come back to bite you after you say them, but... Did anybody think this was unfolding in a promising fashion? Well, I guess some people did. Here's James Carville, former Democratic strategist, on with uh, you know serial liar Brian Williams last night on MSNBC. I asked Claire, does Biden need more friends and more vocal friends in Washington to point all this out? Well, first of all, he, he would be greatly benefited to press the this accurately. And yes, you always have really mouth Democrats. And I can't tell you the number of phone conversations. I said, well, James, I mean, damn, man, you know, you get the right thing by getting about, getting out, but just going about it the wrong way. And I've said, do they teach a course at West Point or Annapolis or at Johns Hopkins on how to lose a war? No, there's no good way to lose a war. We lost this war. We lost it a long time before Joe Biden became president. All he's doing is getting us out of there. And, and, and I'm sorry. This is not the battle of Midway, all right? This is a defeat, and we got to understand that as a country. Of course, we plowed right into this after we did Vietnam, after we did Iraq. Warren Buffett said the only thing people learn from history, people never learn from history. I hope that some of these images will cause us to, to take a deep breath before we fall, go off on some other Wall Street Journal-sponsored adventure around the world. Okay, so... James Carville says we lost this war. Well, I mean, we we did. The difference between this and the Battle of Midway is that we actually fought the Battle of Midway. Joe Biden decided to surrender in a battle we were winning. A reminder, if this if these initial reports proved to be true and three Marines or any 
U.S. service people died in the suicide bombing outside Kabul airport today. These will be the first American casualties, American servicemen casualties in Afghanistan since February of 2020. Since February of 2020. Does it sound like we were losing? That is a lie. We were not losing. We were maintaining security and the safety of Americans at home by being there with a minimal amount of troops who were providing air support and instruction to Afghan soldiers who were fighting for the freedom of their own country. They were suffering the casualties. We weren't. I know the Democrats are going to try to excuse this away and lie about it like James Carville just did. But the fact of the matter is we had not suffered an American military casualty in Afghanistan since February of 2020. And then Donald Trump said we're going to get out. And he was roundly criticized by members of his own party. And he was talked out of it. Now, would Donald Trump have gotten out? I don't know. I do not have one bit of hesitation in saying he would not have allowed himself to be embarrassed like this. The only risk you would have had with Trump would have been overreacting, which if you kill an American citizen on foreign soil, I'm not sure there is an overreaction. Afghanistan might have become the world's largest swimming pool if Trump had still been in office and they had gone back on their word in the negotiated exit plan that he had. Now, I mean, look, of course, he's going to portray now, like, I would have never allowed this, I never would have allowed that. But does it seem in Trump's character to allow someone to embarrass him the way Joe Biden has courted embarrassment here in Afghanistan? You have to be a complete Democratic hack partisan to believe that. So... I don't know. Can it get... I was going to say, it can only get worse. I suppose that's not necessarily true. It could perhaps get better. Maybe we'll have a strong response to this. And Wow. By the way, among the Americans who are stranded in Kabul is a group of California school students. Now, I can't fathom why you would, in a million years, go to Afghanistan on a school trip. But they are stranded in Afghanistan right now, high school students and their parents. I think the group number's 40. Uh, they will fetch an astronomical ransom to get out if, in fact, they get out. This is heartbreaking on so many levels. I know you have to be feeling something. I'd like to know what it is. 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989. It's the Bruce Hooley Show. Well, we now know something we have not known for seven months. We know that the identity of the officer who shot Ashley Babbitt at the January 6th riot at the Capitol 
uh, will be made known to us by NBC News. It's already been outed by multiple other sources online in light of the officer's decision to come forward and do an interview with Lester Holt. Mm, That's weird. Remember when we were told that his identity couldn't be disclosed because it would subject him and his family to death threats and harm? Well, if that's true, and I actually don't think it is untrue. I think it might be true. But this officer has made the decision to come forward on his own and do an interview with Lester Holt of NBC. Uh, The officer's name is uh, Michael Leroy Bird, And so... He has been exonerated in the uh, shooting of Ashley Babbitt. That was the only shot fired and the only person uh, killed by gunfire, of course, given the only shot being fired, on January the 6th. So what do I know about this guy? Uh, Well, we know he's going to be sued in civil court by Ashley Babbitt's family. Uh, The attorney for Ashley Babbitt's family has a lot to say about this. He claims it is the decision to keep Byrd's identity secret was racially motivated. Byrd is uh, black. Ashley Babbitt was white. The quote from the attorney, it's something that has to be considered because it's just a clear pattern in the United States. A white cop kills a black individual. Their name is out there within a day. It's all public. And look, a police officer is a public official. There should not have been any exception for this. Now, I do think this is different. Uh, I don't know that race would play any part in this. I think, you know, this officer's fitness for duty, his history with uh, discharging his weapon, all that's fair. I don't think that his race can be pounced upon. I think that's a uh, cheap political trick. But I do think that the idea that if he came forward, this would be an event that would put his life in jeopardy was a complete fabrication. The officer's attorney fires back and says, man, basically Ashley Babbitt had it coming. If the violent insurrectionist who died had survived, she would have been indicted on federal charges and would have been on her way to prison with her fellow insurrectionists. Well, I have no doubt she would have been on her way to prison because all of them are in prison in solitary confinement, even though none of them have been charged with anything more serious than trespassing, vandalism, or failure to disperse. In fact, the one gentleman who's been sentenced for January 6th had already served more time in prison than the prison sentence for the offense he was convicted of. What will be determined at trial is whether or not he warned Ashley Babbitt before shooting, which I certainly think would have been appropriate. Uh, But we don't know if that happened or not. On the COVID front, today we are supposed to get details from the state of Ohio on the number of breakthrough infections among those who have been vaccinated and nevertheless come down with COVID. Because what we do know now, unmistakably, is that the vac... No, i got to stop saying that. The shots, the jabs, because they are not vaccines. I've been vaccinated in my life. I've been vaccinated for smallpox. I've been vaccinated for chickenpox. I've been vaccinated for measles. And, of course, I've been vaccinated for tetanus. Uh, tetanus is good for, what is that, seven years? All the others are good Forever. That's a vaccine. A shot that's good for what? Eight months? That's not a vaccine. That's a shot. Uh, Pfizer and Moderna vaccines have been approved here. In Europe, the AstraZeneca vaccine has been approved. 
And here's a story from the BBC, a British broadcasting company, one of their radio personalities, a newscaster, they call him a presenter, has died at the age of 44 after developing headaches a week after getting her first dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine. Again, this vaccine has not yet been approved in the U.S. She suffered blood clots in the brain, which ultimately led to her death. Coroner's inquest said she died of, quote, complications of an AstraZeneca COVID vaccination. <laughs> Can you imagine a coroner here you using that as a cause of death? No chance. No chance that would be allowed to happen. Wow. So, lots of COVID stuff today. Lots of COVID stuff. Dr. Joseph Gestaldo with Ohio Health says that however many breakthrough vaccinations are disclosed today by the Ohio Department of Health, that it will not, or at least should not, reduce confidence, will not, it certainly, it should not, it certainly will, reduce confidence in the vaccine. Here's the quote from Dr. Gestaldo. More breakthrough infections does not imply or mean the vaccine is not working. It doesn't? Gustavo said a person gets farther away from the vaccine, it becomes gradually less effective. But it's still strong enough to keep someone from COVID out of the hospital and alive. Well, that's not necessarily true. Because we have had small percentages, but nevertheless existing percentages of people who have been hospitalized with a second round of COVID. And in this same exact story, Ohio Department of Health numbers say that 1% of Ohio's deaths in 2021 have come from among the vaccinated. So, okay, doctor, I get it, 99% on your side, but you make a blanket statement still strong enough to keep someone with COVID out of the hospital and alive, not in 1% of the cases. You can say in most cases. You can't say in all cases. can't say that definitively. But you did anyway, which, again, ratchets up the condescending nature of the health officials' messaging on COVID. And it is universal. People do not like being condescended to. They don't. So if you're going to condescend to them and give them scenarios where all they have to do is provide one exception to refute your position, your position can be grounded in overwhelmingly supportive data. And I understand the spirit of what you're saying can be true, but the complete veracity of what you're saying is in fact not true. If 1% of the people, according to the Ohio Department of Health, have been vaccinated and have still died from COVID. So you got to lighten up on that. You got to, the messaging has to get better. Now, what kind of messaging are we going to get out of the White House today with this abject unfolding disaster in Kabul? If you are just tuning in to the Bruce Willis Show. There have been explosions in Kabul today. Two known explosions around 10 a.m., one outside the Abbey Gate to Hamid Karzai Airport, where, you know, you've seen the pictures, thousands of Afghans are gathered trying to get out of the country, trying to avoid being murdered, tortured, made to suffer for helping Americans. Maybe they just want a better life. In America. Yeah, I know they don't. They, apparently, they have not read How to Be an Anti Racist. 
Ibram X. Kendi's book not selling well in Kabul. If it were, you know, all those Afghanis would say, oh, what are we going there for? Whew, let's, get, let's get back home. Let's deal with the Taliban. I mean, after all, no self-respecting Afghani woman, if given the chance to be the sex slave of a Taliban soldier, would pass on that opportunity to come to a country where we are as racist, misogynistic, and bigoted as Ibram X. Kendi says we are. So, we can start the clock right now. Two hours since explosions in Kabul. Let me find John Kirby's tweet here. The Pentagon spokesperson who confirmed... Let me find the, let me find the tweet... One hour ago, John Kirby tweets, we can confirm that the explosion at the Abbey Gate was the result of a complex attack. We can also confirm that it has resulted in, the, in a number of U.S. and civilian casualties. You're on the clock, President Biden. You're on the clock. How long was it when Bush stopped his presentation and addressed us on 9-11? Was it an hour? I don't think so. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.